welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hey there. Hello, and thank you for being here listening to this week's episode of The Transit Lounge. Before we get into today's episode, I actually just want to put a little shout out thank you to Liz. I don't know if you'll be listening to this right now, Liz, but I want to say thank you to you for sending me the message about you listening to one of the podcast episodes and you appreciating it and that it had impact for you because podcasting is really interesting because it's like having a conversation but without any kind of feedback from anyone about the conversation and so when I got that message from you it really lifted me and I guess gave me a bit of a boost that this is worth doing and that um, people are listening and getting value so thank you Liz really appreciate it now today's episode I'm just going to call it straight out I am probably going to have a bit of a rant and I don't really even want to apologize for that because this is a bit of tough love. It's me letting the ginger ninja out. The question I want to explore today is that why is it that we, especially women and some men, but especially women, wait until breaking point before we do something to create a change, particularly in our work lives? What is it that drives us to keep giving and giving and giving until there's nothing but a empty, shattered shell left? And more importantly, how can we change that? How can we help people to not do that anymore? And why I'm talking about this today is because I've literally had three conversations in the last week or so with people all of them were professional women so I guess that's probably why it's top of mind for me but I know that there are some men out there for whom this will be true for as well so one of them let's call her Sarah not her real name is not happy in her work she's well paid she's done the job that she's doing now for quite a number of years she's good at it but she's really unfulfilled. She works too much, too many long hours and feels very responsible for the majority of her family income. She is missing out on quality family time because she's either not there because she is working too much or as she shared with me, she's too exhausted by the time she gets home or by the time she crawls over the finish line to the weekend, she's too exhausted to be actually fully present with them and to enjoy time with them. Another conversation that I had, let's call this person Tanya, also not her real name. Now she's meant to only work four days a week, 
but often she works five days a week and not just normal days but extremely long days. Early, early starts to avoid the traffic and get in and get things happening before too many people get to work because then she'll be feeling like she's getting on top of things. Flawed strategy straight from the beginning and then staying on and finishing really, really late. Now she apparently didn't see her kids for three days in a row and that's her staying at the same house as them but she was up before the crack of dawn and gone before they were even thinking about getting up and she wasn't home until long long after they had gone to bed so living in the same house as her kids but not seeing them for three days and nights in a row and another person let's call her Stacy, not her real name. It's actually quite hard to come up with fake names. <laughs> she has known or felt for years and years that she's actually not in the right role, that she has outgrown it, that the organization has changed and it's not a fit for her and she's not a fit for it anymore. But she has waited and waited until she's literally at breaking point before she will snap and resign without any kind of plan and the stress of money and finances is actually keeping her stuck from actually embracing some kind of change what the hell like these are three separate people that are living out this reality and it really upsets me as you can probably tell and you know what it probably upsets me because that's partly what I did. Not the first time. So when I resigned from radio, I hadn't let it get that bad, I don't think. I was definitely working way more hours than I probably could have. And I did often work weekends. It's so funny now that I'm trying to remember back to that time that, yeah, I was actually working quite a lot. But it feels so long ago now. Maybe I can't quite remember. But I left before I think I hit rock bottom and I only know that because I think I hit rock bottom later so that was radio I, I bailed out early I didn't have a plan I didn't know what I wanted to do next but I just knew that radio wasn't it and I would work with people and train and learn until I figured out what I wanted to do next and that's what I did but with my corporate gig that I end up going to I waited way too long. I waited way past the early warning signs and I waited until my health was really, really in a bad way and my emotions were completely shot. I was absolutely not an emotional wreck, but I was way more emotional than I normally would have been. And the hours that I was working and the fact that I was so exhausted all of the time had a huge impact, I realize after the fact, on my relationship, on my marriage. Now, fortunately, I moved and made a change before it was too late in that regard. But I can see with hindsight that if I hadn't made the changes and I hadn't made the moves when I made them, that the future for my relationship and my marriage I think was pretty grim 
because I was working so much, I had so little left to give to him in terms of quality time, quality conversation, even just being emotionally available. Like I just was an absent partner. And it took me getting to the point where I was crying in the car on the way to work for me to feel like, whoa, okay, something's really not right here. And that just led to the, I guess, the unfolding of a whole lot of other things and inquiries and conversations and working with different coaches and providers that helped me clarify what was going wrong what I wanted more and less of and how I could create a plan to extract in a way that was safe whilst also honoring my own boundaries. Now, there's a quote that I came across in connection with this uh, by author Napoleon Hill. He wrote the book Think and Grow Rich and his quote is, don't wait, the time will never be just right. And that's the point I want to make here is that we tell ourselves, oh, it's not the right time yet. Um, I've just got to get through this project and then so things will settle down or um, I'll wait until I get paid my next bonus and, and then I'll do something. But it is never, ever, ever exactly the right time, especially for things that are a big stretch or a big change for you. Yes, I am a big believer that there sometimes is some synchronicity that happens that, you know, things seem to flow. But generally, that tends to happen after you've taken some kind of action. You've had some kind of conversation. You've put something out there that you actually want to change this. It doesn't just miraculously show up when you're, you know, nose to the grind, killing yourself at work. But imagine this. Instead of waiting until your body or your brain or both completely burn out, what if instead of that, you could choose to sit squarely in the big seat up the front of the plane and allocate some time, attention and money? And yes, I actually believe that what comes first is time, then money, to allow you to prioritize what it is that you actually want? What do you need? What do you dream of? What do you desire to create? Allow yourself some space for that to start to emerge. And for some of you, that may take quite a bit of time. I know for me, I was so lost in my perception of who I was in my role. I couldn't even start to kind of see what was going to be next for me until I started working with a coach who allowed me some space to have a conversation with no vested interest so that I could explore what was true and real for me then so I could make some decisions that were based on my big picture, not just avoiding what was in front of me right now. Only when you have that kind of clarity can you then create a plan, some sort of way to move forward towards whatever it is that you want. And it might even be that the first moves are not a complete transition, but starting to just look for ways to add in a little bit more of wherever it is that you want into your world and into the world. Because maybe 
there is a reality that you can't quit today, that there are bills to pay and obligations to be seen through. And maybe you can't instantly transition into having a thriving brand new business that you've created from scratch or land that perfect next great job instantly. But what you can do is to start to explore what it could look like because things take time and often they take longer than we want them to. And I can tell you that all three of those conversations that I had were with people who were looking for the quick fix. How do I fix this now? When they're hanging on to the cliff edge by their fingernails. Now that is not a great place to be coming from to try and make important decisions. I get it though because I've been there and I want it to change. Because you can actually start to have conversations that will bring a little bit more clarity about how you can keep moving towards bringing the best of who you are to what you do without smashing yourself into the ground in the process. So the question is, what are your boundaries? Where's the line? What are you prepared to give to do, to sacrifice, to exchange, especially at work? And what are you not prepared to give or do or sacrifice? Where is it that you would say no or what is it that you would say no to? Do you even know? Or is your default, like mine was, to just take on whatever is thrown your way Because there's some kind of voice in your head that just tells you, just keep pushing, just keep working harder, you'll get through this and cracking the whip. I definitely had a tendency to do that. And maybe that's why this is hitting such a hot button for me is because it reminds me of what I allowed myself to do. And I guess it's a fire in my belly about not wanting to go back to that and it upsetting me when I see others do it. Because I know that it doesn't have to be that way. Starting to introduce some firmer boundaries for yourself can be things like actually setting and holding true to an end point in your day. I wasn't great at doing that, but when I started doing it more consciously, it did start to shift a little bit. And I wasn't able to do it every day of the week, but I said to myself, Today I have to leave at six because I'm going to go to Pilates and I need to allow time to drive to get there or whatever it is. Or I've booked to catch up with someone. They're going to be waiting for me. And I've told them that I'm not allowed to cancel at the last minute or whatever it was to get a little bit of extra leverage. Starting to set some boundaries for yourself might be that you no longer work on a day off. So if you have a four-day week, then don't work on the day off or if you do you need to be having a conversation about paid time in lieu or some other kind of exchange having boundaries and creating boundaries for yourself might be you getting better at saying no or if you can't just say no outright to your boss or whoever's asking you whatever the request is what you can do is to check in on priorities before you just blindly take on a new project. Because so often we are already maxed out 
and we're juggling all these different balls and different projects and people, what is that saying? People say, you know, if you want something to get done, give it to a busy person. And that's often what happens is people that are already busy just get given more stuff because they're seen as very capable. And for me, I know that part of what was going on was there was a little part of my ego that liked being busy, that liked being seen as the problem solver because that was feeding a part of me that didn't get nurtured anywhere else. So I can get that, but it's a flawed strategy and it doesn't have to be that way. If someone, let's say your boss is going to be asking you to take on a new project, before you blindly just say yes, give yourself the time to pause or buy yourself time by, for example, saying, I'd really like to take that on. And for me to do a really good job with that, I'm not sure that I can also do a really good job with Project X project Y and project Z. So which one of these projects is actually the most important from your point of view? Because many times the person who's delegating stuff to you isn't necessarily aware of everything that's on your plate. And that can be annoying because you feel like they should know. But if you, instead of assuming they do, if you assume they don't, and you present it to them to, to say you want to do a great job and which one of these projects actually either are they prepared to put on the back burner or delay or hand over to somebody else so that you could take on this new one and give it the time and energy and focus that it needs. But often we don't even ask. You just smile and nod and take it on and then as soon as the boss is out of the room you put your head on your desk and start to wonder about how you're ever going to get out of this. But sometimes you honoring your boundaries by communicating more clearly about what's already on your plate can allow someone else to take things off your plate or give it to somebody else. That may not always happen, but what I'm suggesting is, have you tried that? Because if you don't honor your boundaries, then nobody else will. Honoring your boundaries can also be you standing up for yourself in your role and that might be uncomfortable it could include things like calling out when there's some kind of bias about where certain projects or opportunities or tasks go to i know of someone who has been promoted into a supposed leadership committee role but actually in terms of responsibilities within that committee she doesn't really have any whereas all of the others that are on that committee who happen to be men actually are working on significant strategic projects and it feels to her and certainly from what she said to me it seems to me that it was a token gesture of including her on this committee to tick the box of diversity now that's that's pretty crap but how do you handle that do you just wear it, cop it on the chin and kind of go, oh, well, you know, at least I can say that I was on this committee? No, that's bullshit. You know, the other things that you might need to call out are when value statements are not being lived out, especially within a business. If they have these great vision and mission statements and values that they say that they stand for, but how people are treated and how they they experience their work life is not in line with those values then that needs to be called out 
it's a risk totally but these are all the incremental things that if you don't honor them before you know it your sense of esteem is chipped away and chipped away and that's what contributes to you feeling depleted the other thing that you can do is that if you're at this point of feeling like wow there's there's some boundary issues here then it might be your time to start looking at some other options not quitting today throwing your toys out of the pram but exploring in your network for potential transition opportunities maybe starting to save a bit of a cash cushion that you can have to rely on as a bit of a transit buffer if you do get to the point where it becomes unsustainable for you to stay in the current role that you're in if you think or know that your next move will be still as an employee but maybe with another organization or in another industry then what about looking at your cv and updating it what about looking at your linkedin profile exploring those assets so that when the time comes you're not having to start from scratch if you are someone that you've got an idea there's an idea for a business or a product or a service that you think you would like to provide or transition into but you haven't ever explored that then maybe your side project can be starting to investigate that talking to people that are doing similar things connecting or offering to support or volunteer some time to work on a project with them so you can start to get a bit of experience about what that's actually like or starting to develop your product or service in the evenings or on the weekend and I know whenever I suggest that often people kind of go oh I'm so exhausted by the time I get home I don't have any energy left to uh, to put into something like that and I get that and at the same time you're prepared to put in overtime hours that are unpaid in a role that you're not happy with why would you not redirect some of those hours into something that actually means something to you because I can tell you now if you're not prepared to put in some time some effort some energy in it now then the likelihood of you turning it into a success on the other side is pretty low so the question for you is where is an aspect of your current work life not being respected or it's being super stretched and a clue is have you ever thought to yourself you know what this is just not cool this is not okay this is too much or have you done the rationalization which is what used to be one of my favorites oh it's just this big project that we're working on I've got deadlines I've got very demanding clients but then once I'm on the other side of that things will get back to normal but the reality is that often that's not true because there's always another project there's always another demanding client and often whatever that new way of operating just becomes the new normal because people have seen that that's what's possible from you and it's like that terrible scene from Schindler's List where the Nazi soldier is timing how long it takes these prisoners to create a new bullet and he lets the person do it and he times them and they do it as they would normally do it and it took I don't know 45 seconds or something and then he put the bullet into the gun and held it to their head and said now you need to do it in half the time and this poor person under that level of pressure was able to just get it done in that time and that time became the new benchmark 
of how long they had to make per, per bullet. And this way of operating, you could see that in a movie and go, that is terrible. And who wants to operate under that level of stress where there's a gun to your head if you don't work that hard? But people are doing this every day. And my question is, what would it take for you to say, stop, enough, done? What are you waiting for to make it okay for you to say, no more? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for tears and breakdown, crying, exhaustion in the car park? Are you waiting for your body to fail you in some way? Are you waiting to end up in the hospital? Are you waiting, somebody else that I know who was working so hard, he actually passed out in the stairwell late at night and fell down several flights of stairs and was lucky he didn't die. But what are you waiting for? Here is my challenge for you because sometimes we need a challenge and we need a push or a prod and I'm being that for you right now. If any of this feels true for you, if you feel like you are in a role that is no longer serving you, it's no longer giving you a sense of meaning or helping you feel like what you're contributing to matters, then take a step today and you can book in for a no cost, totally free to you, what I call a transit talk. And it's a 30 minute free call. I allocate only a certain amount of these per week that I can do, obviously, because they are unpaid. But in that 30 minute talk, we will focus at the conversation so that you get crystal clear on three things. What is the number one thing that you need to put in place to suit you and your situation as you approach making your next move? Second thing is there, look at the four different change strategies that really exist for making these kinds of transitions and to work out which one of those four is right for you and your situation and clarify your next step actions so that you can start straight away making some kind of progress and a plan towards your goal. So please don't wait for burnout or emotional exhaustion to take you down first. Don't wait for tears in the car park. Make a start on just getting curious about what your next move could be, what it might look like. Start to form a plan because it is going to take time and the longer you wait to start to have the conversation, the longer it will take for you to extract and get to the new future you. Even though your circumstances might not be able to change much straight away, I promise you that you will start to feel like there is a bit of momentum towards the you that you want to be because you're not just accepting it and staying stuck anymore and waiting for someone else to change. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you and basically what that means when we talk about show notes is uh, just in the text on the web page, if that's where you're listening to this on the website or in the description notes on the podcast app that you're listening to. But you can go to the transitlounge.youcanbook.me and that will take you straight to my calendar that will show you the time slots that are available. There is only limited time available, obviously, but 
if this is you, if any of this has resonated for, for you and you don't want to wait until you hit rock bottom, or maybe you're already at rock bottom and that's fine too. But please take this opportunity. I wish this was available to me when I was at that point and that's why I'm offering it to you. Thank you for listening and putting up with my rant. I know I did tell you it was going to be a bit of a rant, but you deserve more. You deserve better. So it's your move. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.